Hi there, Chris Piercy here with the Gist of It podcast. And uh, first of all, a Happy New Year. Congratulations to one and all. Uh, you made it through the uh, 12th level of Jumanji and uh, got through to 2021. And uh, I think I can speak to everyone where we're saying that let's hope that life is uh, a little bit easier, a little bit less challenging than it was in 2020. Or if you're a stoic, you would say, let's hope that we're stronger and uh, more capable of dealing with the challenges that face us, even there, even if they're as challenging as 2020 was. Um, so everyone, well, not everyone, a lot of people start 2021 or any new year by setting their New Year's resolutions. And that's not necessarily a bad thing to do. Um, I you know, I'm personally of the opinion that if you've decided that you want there to be change within your life, then, you know, you shouldn't wait for a new year or some arbitrary date. You just you just do it instantly, start the next day, you know. But, you know, however you want to do it is fine. But the principal reason for this, uh, this episode of the podcast today is actually to do with setting goals and, you know, New Year's resolutions and all that. Uh, because ultimately, I want you to have success with the, the things that you want to have in your life. You know, if you're setting these New Year's resolutions, then I, I want you to achieve them. Um, because, you know, I, I want you to be happy. I want you to have a good life. I want you to be, you know, in, in, a, in a good place mentally. So this is what it's all about today. So uh, a number of tips I'd like to give you to give yourself the best chance of success. So first of all, um, and you will have heard this already, but there's going to be multiple steps to this, but first of all, when you're setting yourself goals, making sh- make sure that, I think it's good to have some overall kind of big goals for the year, um, no, no matter what that might be. So for some people, you know, a lot of people talk about losing weight or getting over a phobia or quitting smoking or whatever it might be. That's, and I think that it's nice to have these kind of big goals that you have in your mind. So the first thing I'd say is set yourself these big goals that you want to achieve for the year. Um, now, once you've got those, I think it's then better to make them into smart goals. Um, so uh, specific, measurable um attainable, relevant, and time-bound. So, you know, some people say, oh, I'm going to shift the weight this year. Right? Rather than just putting that, that's, like, that's, that's fine as a kind of overarching goal, but it's much better to have, you know, have something, have a smart goal which says, I am going to lose two stone in three months or whatever it might be. Um, so, so you've got it a lot clearer in your mind because... Um, if you've got a goal which you can measure, then it's a lot it's a lot better for you mentally because you know, let's say that you just said I'm going to shed the weight, and let's say you did lose two stone in three months or whatever your you know, some random amount. If you haven't set the amount of weight you want to lose and the time in which you want to lose it by, then you know, you might reach that point where you've lost this two stone in three months, having not set that as a goal, but you still go, well, I haven't feel like I've shifted the weight. Shifting the weight doesn't really mean anything at all. It's just a kind of, oh, I'm going to lose some weight. And then you lose some weight and go, well, I'm going to lose some more weight. And then I'm going to lose some more weight. But if you've got a goal and said, right, this is the weight I want to achieve, then, you know, it, it makes a lot more sense. 
similarly with like quitting smoking you might say you know say say i'm going to quit smoking okay by what date what date are you going to actually have removed all of these cravings by and similarly with you know things like if you're wanting to overcome anxiety or something like that it's like okay what will you be able to do by what date to show that you have overcome this anxiety so to set set yourself these kind of smart goals so make sure it's a, a specific goal make sure it's measurable so you know whether it's been done or not make sure it's uh, an attainable thing you know you're not going to be you can't set yourself a goal to be the fastest runner in the world because you know it's probably too late in your life unless you're listening to this as like a, an eight-year-old um, make sure it's relevant um, to, to you know what you want to do in your life and you know make sure you've set a time limit for that as well next up and I think most importantly is to take a step back and look at the goal you know you've perhaps written down kind of these bigger goals then you've made it into a smart goal um, so you can actually know when it's been achieved um, take a step back from the goals that you've written yourself and have a real long hard think and ask yourself if I was to achieve this goal would it actually make me any happier would I be any more content with my life because I think that often we get lured into the trap of feeling like you know if I lose this weight then I'll be happy if I get this car I will be happy if I have this amount of money I will be happy if I go on this holiday I will be happy you know ask yourself whether that's actually going to make you happy because you know often it's the much simpler things within our lives that are going to be key to whether we are content and key to whether we are actually feeling a genuine sense of happiness you know and often it's you know not lusting after more things in our lives that's going to make us happier it's actually looking at the things that we have already and fully appreciating them having complete gratitude for those things so that's the next tip i would give to take a step back and ask yourself whether achieving that goal would make you genuinely happy or whether it's just something that you feel like you should be doing is it is this goal coming from your i don't know how to say this without saying cheese sounding cheesy but is this goal really coming from your heart you know, God, that sounded cheesy. I do apologise. I um, should have had a sick bucket warning, but uh, hopefully you understand what I mean. Um, my next uh, tip is to realise that what you've just set yourself in terms of that SMART goal is not actually going to be that helpful in terms of achieving that goal, which I know sounds very backwards. Um, if you want to have success when it comes to achieving your goals then a much better thing to do is to rather than have this you know obviously you've got to have this overarching goal so you know when you've achieved it but to have lots of little steps or actions to take as your goals as kind of mini goals if you like so let's i mean the, the weight example is a really easy one to um it's a really good example to use in terms of making this really, really simple to understand. So let's say that you've set yourself the SMART goal of leaving two stone in three months. The next question is, okay, how are you going to do that? 
what are the steps you're actually going to take so because it's great to have this goal so you know that when you've to know when you've uh, achieved it but how are you actually going to lose that weight what are the the, the, the goals that you're going to take so you know, this could be anything from weight training to you know hit classes or running or cycling or you know improving your diet so what what are the actual steps you're going to take so make make mini goals out of your bigger goal so let's say your goal would be to run three times a week and to make sure that you don't have that only once a week you have a a, a meal that's consisting entirely of freezer food if you like you know if you're someone that just gets food out of the freezer puts it in the oven then that's a meal for you you know if three times a week you have a, a meal that's prepared from scratch with vegetables you know two meals a week it's vegetarian you know vegetarian like no no meat in it whatsoever just kind of protein so actually breaking down whatever your goal is into these little steps which are actually actionable things so at the end of each week you can look back and go wow i achieved my goals for this week you know you can even break it down to a daily thing if you want to so so each day i want to do this i mean you don't want to put create so many little steps that you actually feel there's too much pressure on you because you know the goal should be something goals in general should be something which are kind of motivating as opposed to kind of feeling like there's too much pressure on you but you're going to have a lot, uh, a lot bigger, cha- much bigger chance of success if you have little steps along the way. So let's say, for example, you you want a, a change in career, and that means you've got to have you've got to do some exams. So you could set yourself the goal of, well, I want to pass this exam by whenever. Absolutely fine. But in terms of how you're going to achieve that, you say, right, my goal is to study one hour a night, two nights a week. That's that's the goal that's actually going to, or the action or mini goal that's actually going to make the bigger goal of a passing the exam actually get achieved. Uh, hopefully, hopefully that makes sense. Rambling slightly, I understand. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. And yes, of course there is. Next up, accountability. So, it's always useful to have accountability. You know, it's. I'm sure you. If you've set yourself goals in the past, then perhaps you might have said to yourself, "Oh, I'm going to do this," and you just kind of say, "Right." You say to yourself that you can do it, and then if you don't have success with it, then you kind of quickly sweep that under the carpet, pretend that you were never trying to achieve the goal in the first place, and no one, no one knew about it. So, you know, you don't have that shame or whatever you want to call it for for not achieving your goal. Um, it's. It's actually good to be, you know, if there's someone, a group of people, maybe there's groups on the internet who are all doing the same thing, actually have kind of accountability to some people so that you've, you know, because it's so easy just to allow yourself to go, well, it's only me that knows about my goal, so it doesn't really matter if I just, you know, don't do this or whatever. Whereas if you know that there's other people who are going to say, um, did you do that thing you said you were going to do? You know, obviously not not in a nasty way, but in an actual, um, in a kind of supporting, motivating way. Um, so get yourself some accountability, whether you've got the same or similar goals as someone else, or whether you, you and a friend have got completely like polar opposite goals, you can say to yourself, right, I want to do this and you want to do this, so let's be accountable to each other. Let's check in 
on each other to see how we're getting on with the things that we say we're going to do. Next up, it's really important to have an idea in your head of how you're going to respond to any bits of failure that you come across. Now, let's let's say you know, I'm going to carry on with this this weight example because it's so it's so easy to to do um, in terms of providing examples. So let's say as one of your mini goals, you say, oh, "I'm not going to I'm not going to have um, any takeaways," you know. Don't have any takeaways for three months, and let's say three weeks in, it's someone's birthday. They say, "Oh, can I come around and have a takeaway?" And then you kind of go, oh, "Okay, I'll have a takeaway then." And then you have this takeaway, and you go, "Oh God, I've failed because I've had the takeaway." Right? You've got a number one. You know, if you like a takeaway, then you shouldn't be setting yourself little goals or mini goals that stop you from having the things which make you completely happy in life. You know, you've got to find that balance. You've got to find what you're willing to sacrifice, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, but in general, you've got to you've got to understand that there's a difference between a lapse and a relapse. So if if you're on a on a diet, which I, I don't you know, don't really agree with diets, but if you're on a diet and the diet says that you're not allowed to have something or other, and you have it once, and then you get back onto the the diet again, then you would say that was a lapse, you know. Um, and and you know that's that's fine. You know, what we do is you go, well, I messed up or whatever. I'm gonna get back on it the next day, and then providing that you do, you know, what what's the problem? Oh dear, you had a bit of cake, or you had a takeaway, or you had whatever. Doesn't matter. You know, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't change anything whatsoever. So do not beat yourself up. Do not criticize yourself. Just go, yeah, I I did that, and and it's fine. A relapse is where you go back to whatever behavior or you know you were you were doing before so if you were you know trying to do certain things you're trying to avoid having let's say you used to have takeaway every single night and then you cut down to saying right i'm going to only have takeaway once for my weight goal and then you start having takeaway every single night again in which case you have completely relapsed and obviously that's not ideal but what do you do well you then decide whether you're gonna give up entirely which I don't recommend, or wherever you're going to go, right, well, I messed up for a week there. And it's really easy to go, well, I guess I might as well not not bother then. Well, no, come on, you're better than that. Like, it's, it's so easy to give up. It's so easy to give up, and I understand that. But, you know, if you've set yourself these big goals and you've made it into a smart goal and you've checked it's going to make you happier then why would you give up on it? It's, it's what you want, isn't it? No, no, one, no one's like put a gun to your head and said, you have to make this goal. You have to achieve this. You have to have all of this. In, in, you have to do all of this. You've decided yourself that you want to make a change. You've decided that there's this thing that you want, this goal in your mind, and you've then made it into a smart goal if you followed this thing. And you've then checked it's going to make you happy. And you've decided, yes, achieving this thing will make me happy. So if you have failed or relapsed or whatever, then what do you do? You get back on the horse. Um, unless there's something within your goal, which is about getting over horse phobias or something like that. I probably shouldn't have said that completely. Um, completely thrown off my train of thought. I do apologise.
<laughs> oh, I'm an idiot. Um, yeah, so uh, I said I was going to talk about sacrifices. So when it comes to achieving goals, you know, if the goal that you're looking to achieve is completely kind of polar to you know what your is going on in your life at the moment, um, if you're making a really massive change, then you've got to look at what you might have to sacrifice in order to you know achieve what you want to achieve. And again, I'm going to go down the, the weight thing because it's such an easy example to give. So let's say that you've decided that you want to have ridiculous six-pack abs, you know, completely a completely ripped physique. Now, that's absolutely fine if that's something that you genuinely think is going to make you feel happier uh, and it's coming from you, you know, absolutely fine. But you've got to look at the sacrifices that you are, you would have to make in order to achieve that. So that might mean that you can't actually have beer anymore. You might, or you can have one beer a week. You know, there's, um, there's a guy I follow on uh, YouTube for fitness, really good guy, Athlean-X, uh, Jeff Cavalier. Look him up if you're looking for great exercises. Um, but he says, and he's got this absolutely insane physique. I mean, he's like a he's like a walking human anatomy. You know, uh, he's, you can see every single one of his muscles. It's completely insane. But he says that in order to achieve that, he's um, he has uh, carrot cake is his absolute favorite thing. He absolutely loves carrot cake. Um, he has it twice a year because that's what the sacrifice that he has to make because he his body is his brand and he has to kind of show that he's putting in the work that he says he's putting in so he has that um he has that carrot cake twice a year i think it's birthday and thanksgiving i think as he says when he when he has it other than that he's on it with his diet constantly so you've got to understand that if you're setting yourself you know, kind of these high level goals then there are going to be potentially sacrifices you're going to make maybe it's sacrifices of time maybe it's sacrifices of seeing certain people you know if you're having to get out of certain circles to stop you know certain types of behavior so have a look at what sacrifices you're going to have to make when setting these whatever goals and check that those sacrifices are things that you're realistically going to be able to do because if you're not you're setting yourself up to for a fall for, from the from the off you know um so let's make sure that you're what you're going to have to do is something that you're actually willing to do. Because if it's not, then, you, like I said, you are going to be setting yourself up for a fall. I think that's uh, enough tips on goals. Hopefully you found them useful. Um, if you haven't, then sorry, I wasted your time. But I do think that's some pretty, mostly sound advice with a little bit of rambling, something about horse phobia. Don't know why I said that. <laughs> Um, next up, I want to talk about um, the new COVID restrictions, which have just been kind of implemented here in the UK. So I think about three quarters of the population are now uh, in tier four, which basically means stay at home. Um, you know, the rest of the country kind of, I think, mostly in tier three, which is more or less stay at home mostly, please. Um, and it's really, uh, I think, regardless of what you think of the government, Regardless of whether, what you think about wearing a mask, regardless of any of that, um, I think that it's really important that you view all of this in a better way. So I think that quite often 
people are looking at what they are losing as opposed to what they've still got. So, and that's a recipe for for being unhappy. I mean, if you if you spend your life thinking and looking at and you know mulling over what you don't have in your life and what you're what you've lost, then you are going to feel flipping miserable. You know, if you went through a breakup, and if you you know and you know breakups are a bit a little bit like grief. If you spend that whole all your time after that breakup, just mourning after your um, the person you've broken up with and thinking about how great they are and thinking about you know how sad you are not to be with them anymore and you know think about you know the, the things you might have lost then you are going to make yourself flipping miserable you really are and, and obviously that's I'm not saying you shouldn't do that in the initial phases because that's kind of completely a completely natural thing to do completely natural but if you get like a few months down the line after the breakup and you're still thinking about all the things that you've lost, then you are going to make yourself really, really miserable. Similarly, with with the COVID thing, if you if you sit there looking at the fact that you can't do what you used to do and you've lost your freedom and you have to wear a mask and you're, you're just bitching about all the things that you don't have, then you are going to make yourself miserable as well. Now... This is not to say that people haven't lost a lot, because people have lost a lot. But it's much better to have an attitude where, and this might be hard, and I'm not saying it wouldn't be, is to have an attitude where you're you're grateful for the things that you do still have. So, you know, to, can you step back and look at 2020, look at what's happened, and find the positives? You know, maybe maybe you've found that the people found which people are really important to you who are the ones that you know you've shown have been shown to be so important to you by the fact that you miss them so much who are the people who you are absolutely kind of desperate to to hug and hold you know that 2020 will have shown you that because those are the ones that you'll have, you'll have missed the most and this isn't looking at what you've lost this is looking at what's important to you you know, maybe you've had a chance, you know, I know that I've had more time with my children um, as a result of, uh, of COVID because they, they, weren't, they weren't at school, they were, they were at home with me. And whilst that was kind of stressful, you know, I, I learned more about them. I learned what it's like to see them doing their schoolwork, which is like a really unique um, perspective to get on things. It really was, you know, as, as difficult as it was at times, it, it was special. So no matter what you think about whether these these guidelines should be in place or not, the, the bottom line is that they are. So you can bitch and moan about the fact that they shouldn't be like this and it should be different. That's not going to change anything. It's much better to just go, well, that is how it is. I can't do anything about it. What can? What, what is in my control right now? You're only ever in control of your thoughts and your actions. So what... What actions can you take to make sure that you feel happier, to feel more, feel more content? And changing your attitude towards the things that you have in your life is, is a much better way for you to find contentment, to find happiness. You know, you're, you know, if you're listening to this, then chances are that you are in a secure you know, living environment. You have a roof over your head. 
you're warm every night. You have running water. You have, you know, you have your heating. You have hot water. You probably have food in the cupboards. You know, you have you have books. You have games consoles. You have Netflix. You have so many things that are, you know, are so easy to take for granted that you know so many other people would absolutely you know snap their arm off to have so my biggest advice moving from 2020 into 2021 is to stop lusting after the things that you don't have and start truly wanting to hold on to all that you already have i'm chris piercy of the gist of it podcast Hope you've enjoyed today's episode and I'll catch you for another episode soon.